my name is Helen Bauer and essentially I'm a violinist. So I trained classically, um, but now I do a whole variety of work with my violin. <laughs> I really wanted to play violin from when I was really small. And then I think when I was a teenager, I decided I wanted to do music. I just decided I wanted to go to music college. Don't think I thought any further ahead, but that was probably when it all started. That's where you're essentially starting to make all your networks. So the people that you know in college in college, become your colleagues when you go out into the world. Um, so I became a freelance musician when I left college and started a lot with busking. And that's how I let, met a lot of people um, and started to build my networks and having some violin lessons um, and asking my teacher um, to put me in touch with some people that were around my age working in the industry. I still busk, <laughs> um, but it probably took me, I mean, a couple of years before my networks were strong enough that um, I was doing more gig work than busking work. Um, but, you know, it was really only a few weeks before I started actually making connections. Yeah. But Melbourne is really strong for busking. It's a really big scene in Melbourne. So I think potentially just place um, had a big part in that. So uh, I have this project called The Looping Glass, which is exploring um, uh, using live looping equipment with the violin. Um, so and kind of in a classical, contemporary classical music context. Um, and it came about because I've always loved collaborating and I've always loved using my violin outside of classical music. And I really like technology and what that gives to music and creativity. So I wanted to start using something and I essentially couldn't afford a Mac. So I instead started with a loop station instead of, you know, software programs that do looping. Um, and I got this loop station and I started using it and I sucked because um, <laughs> I'm a violinist and not a composer. Um, so, but I could really see the possibilities of, um, you know, kind of being able to turn the violin into something quite different from, you know, what people see it as um, in kind of day-to-day -day situations. So I just started to see whether anything had been written for violin and loop station. And I found this one piece that was written by a Melbourne composer um, for another violinist in Melbourne and asked whether I could have the piece, learned that piece, and it was really great. So then I thought, oh, I know a bunch of composers. Um, why don't I ask them to write music? So um, I had three other pieces written for violin and loop station, and then I put that into a one kind of concert with that original piece and um, just started doing it at fringe festivals and got a really good reception to the music. Um, so decided to develop it into one kind of cohesive performance. So I worked again with one of the composers who wrote one of the pieces and we essentially, we joined the pieces together and we, we edited and adapted and rearranged parts of them and we added this whole other loop series. So now, now I work with two loop systems for the new show I don't think anyone is going to lie it's a, it's a really hard industry 
Um, so I think really knowing why you're doing something, whatever project you're working on or whatever gig you're going to do or whatever pathway you're kind of following, if you really know why you're doing it, when it gets tough, because it will, you can come back to that why and think, okay, no, this is okay. I can keep going on with this um, because of these reasons that I decided to start this. Or you can also maybe think, oh, those reasons aren't really there anymore. Maybe this is something I can walk away from and, you know, pursue some other part of your industry, if that makes sense. So, yeah, having a really good understanding of why you're doing something, I think, can be really valuable. Um, And ask for help. Like, just, you know, I've had a few moments where I've decided to leave a job which is kind of risky, um, but it was the right thing to do. And then you kind of go out and ask people, you know, if you hear of anything, I'm available, you know, or I asked my violin teacher if she could put me in touch with people, you know, and if you don't ask for things you need, people don't know. And I think in general, I've found that in this industry, everyone is going through the same industry. So the people that are a bit further along are more often than not super happy to help out because they've been there and they know it's really hard so if they can help they will so I think yeah just stay connected and be nice (laughs) so people want to book you (laughs) like yeah be a nice person so worked in hospitality um, for quite a long time um, and yeah, just to make sure you know you've got a regular wage coming in. Um, and now, even now, um, I mean, it's still within music, but I, I do a small amount of teaching every week. So that's not performing. Um, but it, you know, it means that I know I have X amount coming in. And yeah, I think um, a lot of people um, have other jobs as well. You know, it just gives you security. If it gives you peace of mind, which means you can get on with your creative pursuits then it's valuable it's not selling out or anything sometimes it can feel like oh man like I'm not succeeding because I have to have this job not within my industry but like it's just smart Making It In is a Sonic Fruit production you can find us on Twitter at Sonic underscore fruit or email us via podcast at sonicfruit.co.uk Music